This is HPR episode 2175 entitled, Caden Live Part 4 Color Correction. It is hosted by Gebs and is about 18 minutes long. The summary is, a review of the Caden Live Color Correction Suite. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Again, HBR listeners, this is Geddes with you again with KDN Live Video Series Part 4 Color Correction. The topics included are Workflow, The Human Element, Luma Values, Levels, Colors, Things That Look Broken, Saturation, Copying Values Between Clips, Color Effects, Selective Color Correction and Rotoscoping, and finally, Conclusion. So let's get started. Good photography doesn't just happen. Careful attention to lens settings, depth of field charts and lighting will produce quality images but even those, since the days of the earliest photography, have been taken into the darkroom and adjusted. KDN Live's colour correction suite easily rivals any professional video editing application and in many ways surpasses the basic tools often found in the expensive industry application. Let's look at the typical workflow of colour correction and then the tools. Workflow Colour correction comes into play fairly late in the post-production process for two reasons. First, you don't want to spend hours colour correcting footage only to find that later in the edit the footage is cut entirely from the movie. Second, adding colour effects to all your footage is burdensome on your computer and logistically difficult for you to keep track of during intensive editing. So you wait until picture lock to start colour correction. Frequently, it's done at roughly the same time as the sound mix is being done. The workflow of post-production itself will be discussed in further detail in the final article of this series. Without exception, colour correct your work scene by scene. Your eyes treat colour very subjectively. A shade of blue that looks too bright one moment starts to fall into place after the eye has stared at it long enough. So you want to immerse yourself in one scene and adjust the colours only within that scene so that your eye accepts the colours and character of that scene as normal. When the camera cuts to a different scene, both you as the colourist and the audience understand that the colour should be different. We're in a different location now, so of course the colours of our hero's skin tone can be drastically different and we'll understand why. Within the same scene, of course, that tends not to be the case. 
the human element. The human eye naturally gravitates towards other humans. So unless you're making a documentary about animals or plants, your audience mostly cares about the humans in your movie. Or at least their eyes mostly care about the humans. For that reason, a good colorist first targets the human in the shot. Luma values. Start with the luma. Luma is the term used for the levels of your picture's brightness values. If you were to desaturate your picture so that it was black and white only, then you'd be looking essentially at the pure luma values of your image. The reason this is significant is because celluloid has a wide tolerance for luma, open brackets, according to the responsive sensitivity of the film stock film, close brackets. Think of it as a resolution for the scale from darkest black to brightest white. First of all, celluloid can read darker shadows and brighter highlights. And second of all, the graduation between these two extremes is constant and even. So even in the darkest shadows, there is still great detail. Video represents a relatively small inset within the celluloid sensitivity spectrum with its darkest value being early in the shadow levels of celluloid, and its potential white level being quite early in celluloid highlights. Anything below this dark level, or above the light level, bottoms out quickly, and actually causes distortion, open brackets, which is precisely why our video camera has a zebra strups function on it, close brackets. Furthermore, the progress from dark to bright is not constant, and features less variation than celluloid. In other words, your audience is accustomed to seeing a medium with a colour range almost as rich as real life, and are instead being presented with a digital reproduction. Since most video is shot to capture reality, open brackets, or suggest that it has captured some form of reality, close brackets, and to the audience, reality on film is the look of celluloid, open brackets, Yes, the film industry has trained audiences that film grain and perfect cinematography equals reality, close brackets. The colorist's goal is to fake a more filmic look and feel for their video. The most effective way to fake celluloid like luma in your video is to crush the darks and pop the brights. In other words, increase the contrast. There are many ways to do this, but my favorite is the curves tool. To add a curve to a clip, right click the clip in the timeline and select Add Effect, Color Correction, Curves. Activate the Effects tab, open brackets, see the previous article on how to modify your layout and add tabs to your interface, close brackets. Bring the bright level up by clicking the top part of the curve and dragging it to the left. Bring the dark level down by clicking the bottom end of the curve and dragging it to the right. This makes the graduation between the two extremes less constant, so the result is that the image now has more drastic dark levels and more drastic bright levels. Note that this is actually lessening your video's luma variance. In other words, it's making it even less like celluloid by further restricting the luma potential. However, to the audience eyes, it now looks more like celluloid because the dark areas of the image are richer and the bright areas appear brighter, like on film. Levels 
Another Luma modification tool is the Levels effect, accessed by right-clicking the Clip, Add Effect, Color Corrections, Levels. It's a less graphical interface, so might be less user-friendly, but it's a powerful way to control the input and output levels of each value. Its controls are available in the Effects stack as long as the clip is highlighted. As with the curves, the default channel is red, so if you want to target the Luma values first, then use the drop-down menu in the top right of the Effects stack to choose Luma. Colours Next, you can manipulate the chroma values of your image. This is done in the exact same way as you would adjust for celluloid. Use your human subject as your guide. Human skin, regardless of tone, loves amber. Increasing the red and yellow values in a shot with human flesh in it makes the subject look warmer and more alive and vibrant. You can use the same toolset as you did for Luma adjustment, but be sure to add a new effect for each channel you adjust. You cannot use the same effect for different channels. You will simply be overwriting the Luma adjustment if you switch an existing curve over to the red channel. The order of effects matter. It's a stack. So anything at the top of the stack is affecting all effects below it. This is why I start with the Luma values. I find that if I adjust colour first and then place a Luma curve on top of all these, I find that the colours are in danger of becoming posterized and need to be dialed down. So start with the Luma and then move on to the colours. If you are using curves for the colour adjustment, then knowledge of basic complementary colours will help. As I stated in an article on a different video editing application, open brackets, written back in the dark ages before I'd switched to a free software solution close brackets, there's a simple mnemonic that my cinematography teacher gave me to remember the relation of colours in the digital world. It comes in the form of some stock trade advice. I quote, Buy General Motors and RC Cola. Translated, that's buy, as in B-U-Y, equals B-Y, blue and yellow. General Motors equals GM, green and magenta. RC Cola equals RC, red and cyan. Ergo, or further translated, if you add red to a shot, you are necessarily reducing cyan. If you add green, then you reduce magenta, and so on, and vice versa. The curves interface makes this abundantly clear, since one side of the curve will be, for instance, red, and the other, cyan. You can target certain areas of the image according to which part of the curve you manipulate. You can add red primarily to the midtones, where human skin tone is, by moving the middle of the curve more into red. Constrain the darks and highlights to prevent their red levels from changing. You can also use the Levels tool for colour manipulation. Select the red channel to begin with and adjust the different levels of red. I find this slightly less useful since it's not possible to target just the midtones, and yet sometimes it produces a rich result nevertheless. So try it out. Yet another tool you can use for colour adjustment is the RGB adjustment effect. This is a straightforward manipulation of the levels of the RGB values in the image. Again, 
there is no target, just a specific range, i.e. just the highlights or just the midtones. So I tend to reverse it for overall adjustments. But combined with other filters, I've used it for primary skin tone adjustment, depending largely on the lighting situation and colour depth of the video. Things that look broken. The tool that most video editors and colorists will default to when looking for quick colour correction will be the three point balancing effect because in some professional applications that's the name of the go-to tool for colour correction. The three point balancing tool in KDN Live is nothing more than a dumbed down curved front end. When it is first applied the image inexplicably turns cyan and the colour select droppers are completely literal such that if you select some area of the image as your white point it assigns cyan as your white point turning your image into a bad parody of a cartoon effect. The correct way to use this tool is probably not to use it. Use the more powerful curves tool instead. But if you like this simplified interface then manually select shades of grey using the colour picker obtained by clicking on the colour swatch by the black level, grey level and white level. You'll also notice that there is no colour wheel interface in KDN Live. To any traditional colourist this will probably be a deal breaker. Luckily I'm not a traditional colourist and neither should you be. The tools of the trade are changing and the colour correction tools in KDN Live have proven themselves to be powerful, flexible and effective. They have easily matched the colour tools in any other professional video editor used in the production facility I am part of and in many ways they are more efficient. The ability to manipulate colours on a curve for instance therefore having a built-in ability to immediately target the luma range that those colours are changing within is an amazing time saver. Saturation Finally the saturation of the image can be adjusted you can create a more vibrant look with very saturated colours. A dull and stark image with less saturated shades go completely black and white with a saturation level of zero. The tool for this is fairly straightforward. Add effect, colour correction, SOP, saturation. Add this to a clip and use the controls in the effect stack to modify the slope offset power of individual channels or the levels of the overall saturation. A level of zero saturation will render a black and white image. Copying values between clips. Obviously if you want to reapply and redo the colour correction from one shot of your subject to the next I wouldn't be recommending you do any colour correction in KDN Live but it's easy to copy colour settings between clips. The first method is to right click on the clip in the timeline containing the colour effects. Move to the clip in need of the same, open brackets or similar if you just want to start from approximately the same place close brackets, colour adjustments and right click on it. Choose paste effects. Now tweak the colour adjustments as needed. You can also save your own effect settings such that they will be available in your effect menu. In the effects stack click on the save icon under the effect you wish to save. Enter a new name for the effect. From now on you can apply that effect with those settings onto any clip.
by right clicking on the clip Add Effect Custom. Color Effects As a final note on stylizing your image's look and feel, remember that you have different compositing options available via the right click Add Transition menu. By layering one clip on top of itself and adding a multiply transition between them and then adjusting the saturation or color values of the bottom clip, you can create a new composited image with some very interesting effects, such as the classic bleach bypass look. Selective color correction and rotoscoping. If your subject is not moving, or if they are moving and you have a lot of time on your hands, you can rotoscope the subject to isolate it from the rest of the image. You're then able to affect only what is visible within your selection. Rotoscoping and masking is something of an art and is often considered a relative to animation, especially when your subject is moving around and you need to create a rotoscope that moves accordingly. But the basics are simple. Add a rotoscope to your video clip, select the area you wish to keep and composite. To try this, place a video on track 2. Right click on it and select miscellaneous rotoscoping. In the effects stack, set the mode to alpha so that anything not selected is converted to an alpha channel and ensure that the alpha operation is set to white on clear. In the project monitor, click around the object that you wish to effect on that layer. After you close your selection, only that object will be visible in that video track. Now add another track on track 3, just under that clip, and right click on the top track to add a composite transition. Open brackets. See the previous article on transition and effects for more information. Close brackets. In the context of color correction, I add the same clip under itself, so that it appears that there has been no rotoscoping at all. It looks like one complete image. But now add a new effect onto the top track, such as a curve, and adjust its color. You've successfully isolated adjustment on that object to only that object. Obviously, the use of rotoscoping goes far beyond color correction. But since it's usually touted as a killer feature of dedicated color correction applications, it's worth mentioning here. Conclusion This article shows that KDN Live is not just a capable video editor, but also a color correction suite that matches some of the high-end color applications available. Not only is it flexible, but it's efficient. Don't let its lack of some traditional conventions fool you. Powerful colour correction is easy with KDN Live. And that's the end of KDN Live Part 4 Colour Correction. Your feedback and comments are welcome. And this has been Geddes for Hacker Public Radio and we'll meet again in Part 5. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link 
to find out how easy it really is. Hekka Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.